You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. What's up, everybody? This is Thule. And it's Ralph. This is coming live to you from... The trenches. We're here to... To celebrate our one-year anniversary with the podcast. Yay! Happy birthday, podcast. So we, I guess, wouldn't say one-year anniversary, but maybe one-year birthday. Is that first birthday? I guess it's our first birthday for our podcast, correct. Been the game one year. Oh, he's he's so big. He has all his teeth. We all still struggle with this damn podcast. (laughs) Now, I will say that you talk about consistency. This is by far the most consistent I've ever been. <laughs> this is true. This is absolutely huh? true. Yeah. If everybody could see me right now. In life. There's no need for you to even have any kind of <laughs> looks or attitude or anything. It's true. It is very true. All right. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about? You tell I thought we were going to talk about just the, <gasps> the whole year of the podcast and what we've learned. Um, not just with building a podcast and a business, but with marriage and relationships as we've taken everybody into the trenches with us. What did you want to talk about? Like the podcast, I guess. I mean, we can start there if that's where you'd like to start. That's fine. I didn't know. Yeah. Let's start off by saying podcasts are very hard. <laughs> um, not as easy as you think. <laughs> it is another job. The intentions are always there like, hey, I want it to be great. I think it'll it'll end up well and then you drop an episode and only 12 people listen and you're like <laughs> well, what did I do wrong well I don't think it was what did you what did no you I'm do just saying wrong? it's the expectations that you have like people know that or you know that you're being consistent and you feel like your content is amazing and you're providing some really good advice or just people listening to the story so things that can relate to and stuff like that and you look at your numbers and you're like well shit I thought I was doing way more than that and it's not a bad thing right because since we started we've grown tremendously mm-hmm. but but we never started off with 12 I know I'm I know you're throwing out a number initially oh yeah I mean we started off with 100 right you got 100 downloads <laughs> it's just like we were psyched we was like oh my god right because I'm he, thinking about it like if I had 100 people in a room that's right. like a lot of people right you know that's one episode <laughs> That's an accomplishment. I want people to understand that this shit is not easy. <laughs> I was and like, then it, and yes! you got to be able to keep everybody's attention. You got to find different ways to, you know, engage with your, your guests. Yeah. And the co-host. struggle for us was social media. Because <laughs> I'm not a social media person. He is. But it's like when it's actually work, he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> So I was like, how does this, you always on the phone and always on social media. But then when it's like, he's like, I don't know. I don't, I just. Here's the thing, guys. I'm going to get really, I'm going to get way better at this year too. Promise. Hand on the Bible. Get better better what? The social media? Uh Uh-huh. I've gotten better. Yeah. No, I'm talking about when we first started out. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a struggle because I didn't know how to engage the people. Like, what do people want to see? Like on a post? Like what is, what is. And that was part of his overthinking. And it is overanalyzing, overthinking yeah. the whole situation. But I mean, I know people that want to start podcasts, and they still just talking about it. Yeah, um, because yeah, that's it's, what... it's the a lot of it's fear of rejection, fear of just thinking you the shit, and then being humbled quickly. <laughs> because you do see people with successful podcasts, but what people don't know is they have put in years of work. And I just want to apologize real quick um, for the sniffling. Um, I just went outside, so. <laughs> And I apologize if I sound different because the pollen has done something to me as well. For people, for two people who are not allergic to, to pollen, we are struggling. It's like World War P. If you are in the Georgia, you pollen. already know what it is. This shit is. It's crazy. So but anyway, but that's uh, one of the things that I learned when I went to podcast movement. Uh, for those who don't know, that's a conference for a podcast. <laughs> yes, they do have those. Right. Um, that there are people who even come to the conference 
in this will be their second year, third year, and they're still talking about the podcast that they want to do, but they're investing all of this money and time into coming to conference and learning information and getting the equipment and this, and then they still haven't launched anything. Right. Yes. So if you don't have a business plan for a podcast, you should write one. I mean, even that, but shoot, people will do that and still won't launch it. That too. <laughs> but the the whole point, like with the podcast, is do it. You just have to do it. So now that we talked about the difficulties of starting a podcast, yeah, what were some of the lessons learned with starting the podcast? Yeah, just with the podcast. Just the podcast. Um. Lessons learned. I mean, I learned a lot. Like, I learned how to edit. I learned. <laughs> right. I learned. I learned. How to speak clearly into a microphone? Nah. Cause. No. No, it's mostly just all like the behind the scenes technical things that I did not know. I um, think the one thing that I didn't factor in is all the shit you got to pay for consistently. Like, all the memberships that you have to pay for in order to post your podcast well it just depends like for us well it depends on what you do like say if it was just us and we didn't have guests or anything it would just be like Lipson we wouldn't need Zoom no right yeah <laughs> so I, I don't want to put that out there then people think oh I gotta pay for this one it, it depends on what you're it just all depends on what you're trying to do how many people you have I mean I love Zoom it allows for the flexibility too because if I travel and we gotta record yeah but, it works out yeah but you know I want to say it was too many to where I was like, oh, I'm over it. Like, because the what I was wanting to do, I guess, was so great that all the things that I learned and still learning, it doesn't seem like overwhelming. Yeah, I think we have done a good job of not letting it derail us. Yeah. And some people are getting this and they're like, this is just too much, especially when you're doing this and you have a full-time job. Um, It still is a lot. And and kids. Yeah, and kids. But like if if you just passionate about what you're trying to do or, you know, if it's still fun to you, then that helps you to keep going because it it does get hard. I mean, you, you know, scheduling, especially if you have someone, even if the person living in the house with you still scheduling trying to record and then editing and things like that those things you know are time consuming because you have to you know schedule out time to do those things so you know the perfect podcast is just you by yourself right <laughs> you can just just you know it's just you um but you know that's why I'm, I don't really have any I want to say like struggles. Yeah, I think that for our first year, we did a really good job. We learned early too, like the things that we needed to work on. We tried to work on those really quickly so we could continue to develop the podcast. Vulnerability is key. If you want to start something that speaks to people, then you have to be relatable. One of the biggest things for me was being transparent with the things or the areas of improvement that I have within marriage in general that's what starting this podcast allowed for me um it also allowed the consistency piece that we discussed earlier i was consistent because this is something that i enjoy that i do feel that I can, we can continue to build on top of it's allowed i guess other people to listen in and realize that there's things that we all struggle with and maybe something that we've gone through can help them those are the things that were lessons learned or not lessons learned but like things that I I guess learned from creating a podcast okay well, what did you did you want me to start with what I learned from the episode or from the actual podcast or did you did you have in like quick or did you have anything for the episodes yeah, but we can go back and forth. There's no reason for me to go off because we can just talk based off of the epi- what you learned from those episodes. Okay. Or you can go and I can go. It doesn't matter. Um, for doing these episodes and having these conversations with the couples and singles that we had on the show, um, the one thing... <laughs> 
that I really didn't have before doing the podcast was like the male perspective. So like before, yeah, my married friends, they would tell me, you know, like it's hard and this and this. And and that would come from the wife and the husband. But I didn't really have like an in-depth like look into what marriage was like I guess from the male side because you know men don't really talk like that and I don't think people wanted like to just put all their marital business out (laughs) there like they do on this podcast so that's one thing that I'm I'm happy that people do um, because it does help other people and us or me so from the episodes I can say like our latest episode which was episode 51 change gonna come with D like I was impressed just by his accountability yeah I did like him being as vulnerable as he was and I thought that was very commendable just as a man not so much because of the situation but just like as a man because most men, like how you say in your episode, is just like y'all are, I guess you could say, trained to just hold that stuff in. <laughs> just hold it in until you bust. <laughs> Tough guy syndrome. And it's just, you know, it was something to actually come on a platform like this and one, put it all out there, you know what I'm saying, what he's going through. And to know that, yeah, this, you know, could possibly help somebody. Because there's probably people who, like, are in relationships right now who husband has never, like, even done anything like that like they probably think their husband is just like you know do 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 (laughs) and not knowing like his side of what he's going through that was was impactful for me uh episode have it 46 before we go to the next episode oh go ahead i could relate to d in a lot of ways specifically my first failed marriage i think one of the things that i didn't do very well was heal Shit, I was, I was still healing, uh, because you don't really realize the effect that it has on you um, until the effect, I guess, shows up when you're dating or in a relationship with somebody else, and you realize that that's not something that you used to do, but because of what happened to you in your past or in your previous relationship, has played a big part in how you um, react. Mm-hmm. In your current relationship, mm-hmm. um, and that shit either is going to ruin it or it's going to make it very hard to grow from or to try to build on. Um, so, to D's point, you definitely want to heal before you decide to go and get to know somebody else. Yes. And going. And what you were saying about what was your next episode? Um, forty six. It's okay to be. Man, was it? Manfident. I almost messed it up. You know why? Because I was going to say Maleficent. Lord Jesus. That is not it. (laughs) Yeah, so it's okay to be Manfident and have the wife mentor with uh, Dr. Jameson and her Dean Mercier. So I liked that. Yeah, he was like the um, at-home dad. And, you know, like, I guess in our culture, people are like, oh, God, you don't do anything. You're just at home. Yeah. Like, that's the wife's job or whatever the case may be. But he was, like, taking his daughter with him to school. And he was like, men need to know that it's okay for you to do this or for you to, you know what I'm saying, do this job or do this. Or just be, I guess, secure in who you are and what you're doing and how your relationship is. And, you know what I'm saying, how he... Didn't know his wife was struggling with her feeling like, I guess, like she's not doing anything for herself. Um, And then when she was like, she needed to have a, you know, she needed a divorce (laughs) to get her life back in order. was like, well, no, I want to, I want to help you. Right. Because she felt what? She wasn't, yeah, that's right. She wasn't focused on herself. Yeah. And her needs. And just... The way that he was, you know, he's saying, yeah, you know, just like how anybody, we mess up, I mess up. <laughs> but I'm still, like, focused on trying to be that man for myself. 
and for my family. So, you know, I that was a, another good outlook for me because I don't know, like I, I do see some men like they love being fathers or they love being a husband. And then you see some and it's like they don't want to rejoice in that. They're like, yeah, I'm, you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm here. But I'm, I'm like, OK, but you want it to be. Because people, because everything looks nice until it actually happens. I guess so, yeah. I mean, everything is wonderful on the external. On the outside, yeah. But internally, I mean, it takes a lot to be the father that you envision or to be the husband that you envision. Because there is no easy route. There is no shortcut. There is no instruction manual. But I also think like some people just don't want to put in the work. Because all of this is just work. I mean, it is where if you like how we were talking about the other night to be a good parent, <laughs> you have, you can be a parent, but to be a good parent, you have to put in work. Yeah, I'm not saying that it. Uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't require work. I'm just saying people's expectations are ridiculous, but they have no idea what it takes to be a good anything until right. it actually happens. Well, I'm saying like you know, it's it's just the work that you have to put in. And some people are like, I don't want to put in. That yeah. much effort to. That's what I'm saying. Like to, to people think it. that it's just like, oh, I'm gonna go in. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And then when they get and there, it's just gonna like, happen. And it's, this is way more than what I've ever expected. Yeah, like or marriage. I could even <laughs> mentally deal with. Like, oh, I'm gonna have the best marriage. Like right when I jump across this threshold, like we're gonna be killing it. We're gonna be like out here, the power couple, and doing this and the third. Oh, I have to actually like. <laughs> do stuff yeah, I'm glad I didn't have that expectation like, this is too much <laughs> so that was another one that I like um, episode 45 for me beautiful and broken until with author uh, Sean Breton I think it was Breton yeah Breton um, I liked his even though he's a Christian author I did like how kind of like he was convicting himself um, saying like how he was before and he was just dating these women and just again like how you saying he wasn't healed from relationship from past relationships and then he just had to like stop and, and just like okay I'm asking this of someone and religious wise I'm asking you know okay like if we're going to be together we need to be equally yoked and then this person kind of like converted to his religion and really got passionate about it and then he was like well dang I, I think I might be actually holding you back <laughs> yeah that was from, from your Christian walk and I'm over here just like but you know we know and you know as well a lot of a lot of men are not going to do that no nah, I mean why so would they you gonna, give a- yeah they're going to ride that train out till you know, you damage everybody around you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I.e. Like, Jonathan Tula. <laughs> or I.e. Any, any guy. But I like that he was just like, I don't want to hinder her from, you know what I'm saying, reaching her potential with God. So I need to go ahead and let her go. And I need to focus maybe more on myself and being better for myself and get my Christian walk, you know, right before I then jump into another relationship. You know, maybe I need to court someone the right way and, and you know, be right before I do this again. Yeah, it became selfless. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, what he did is... That's nothing but God, okay? Because majority, like I said, I always say this, people are naturally selfish. So why would I change? Because what I'm doing is okay. Or there's some things I need to fix. But outside of that, why would I change? Or why would I give up um, something of the sort? Or something I want to do. Right. Yeah. Even though I know it may not be like right, but it's right right now. (laughs) Damn right. Um, then I have episode 38. She Can't Handle the Truth with author Ariston Taleo. Now that... I really like this one. Yeah, because he's an asshole. Well, no, not that. Well, it's just because... Well, that's what I like. Well, yeah, okay. But I liked it because a lot of men don't really tell us what they're thinking or why they made the decisions that they made, you know, um... And then just to hear his perspective as to like, no, I'm going to tell you I'm single for this reason. I'm only going to go but so far. And I and I really, truly love that. Like, 
even when he felt himself getting attached to somebody, he was mature enough to be like, you know what? I need to step back because I'm about to break my own rule. Yeah. Instead of him being like, F it. And then just like, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, nah, I got to fall back, shorty. You know what I'm saying? And then when she got attached to him, he was like, no, because I remember I said from the beginning, he stuck to his word. He wasn't like some guys and like, yeah, I'm not looking for a relationship, but I'm going to treat you like my girlfriend until you actually verbally say something to me. And then I just shut you down. Yeah. I appreciate how direct he is. Yeah. Um, I wish I could have done that. I probably would have saved a bunch of hearts and and yours, including myself, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been so invested. Um, I would have learned learned how to draw the line, but it's hard to do that shit. I'm naturally not that way. Like my personality doesn't allow me to just draw the line. Like obviously, as I've gotten older, it has because I've had to learn that. But shit, I didn't know what a line was. Everything was blurred lines for Everything me. Everything was a circle. Yeah, it's blurred as shit. Um, Everyone get in the circle. You know, you look back, and it might be people that still don't like me or hate me for certain of the things that I've done. But yeah, you, you know. should text them and tell them sorry. I mean, I've, I think I've apologized to everybody that I've hurt over time. Um, mm. If you're still hurt or you can't forgive me, I get it. Life happens. Um, but hopefully one day you can learn to forgive. Maybe. But it's difficult. That shit is the way that uh, you're Aaron ro- rocked it. The way he rolls is like he's like one in a thousand because <laughs> everybody can't act that way. I mean, a lot of men don't know how to just not hurt your feelings because well, being really that direct can hurt your feelings. But also, you get a ton of respect for being that direct, too, from a woman. Yeah, but I also think the reason why y'all don't do it is because it's like you always say, just like I was, because you can't handle the truth. So I'm not going to tell you because you're going to tell me that you can't, and then you're going to fall out <laughs> once I tell you. Right. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons why they don't tell you the truth. But I commend him and and just to see his perspective as to why and break down like all these different things that, you know, women want to know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is why we do this. This is this is why if a guy tells you this, you know, or if a guy acts like this, this is this is the kind of guy he is, you know? Yeah. Um. Then I had episode 30, uh, the self-aware marriage with, oh, Lord, Gerard. Marissa and Gerard. Thank you, Gerard. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Because you kept calling that man Gerald. I did. So, Gerard and Marissa. And I like that he <laughs> he was the one, and you don't normally get this, but to hear a man say he was the one who wanted to talk about it. Like, okay, we, we're we beefing. Let's talk about it. And she was like, nah, just suck it up. You get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He was like, no. Like, I want to talk so we can get this over with. Like, I want us to talk it out and, and fix it. And, you know, just to hear him say that, like, I would never think, like, honestly, I would never, no man thinks like that. Right. The less talking we can do, the better it is. <laughs> You know, because that's how y'all are like, I don't, because, you know, you know, we'll talk about it all day. And, and God forbid if we say we need to talk, <laughs> you're I, already like, well, I hate. I got to go to my mom's house because she needs me to like, um, like look at her dryer. Then I need to go. So we might can't talk today. I'm, I'm going to see what I have next year around this time. <laughs> Those four words are terrible because and it sucks because. <laughs> Anytime you hear that we need to talk, you automatically go to a negative Sound place. Bad. Yeah. Because sometimes, most of the time, it's probably not even negative, but just those four words and the way that they're delivered. Presented. Oh my God. It's like, oh my God, what did I do now? <laughs> uh, because every time I hear those four words, I know it's some shit that I did. And you're uh, trying to figure out what it was? Naturally. <laughs> even though it might not be because, you know. What did I do? Right, um, here it go. Fucking up once again. Okay, let me think, let me think, let me think. What did I do with it? But yeah, I did enjoy that episode too. Yeah. Um, so that was surprising to just to have him like actually like say that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put myself on the pedestal here, people, in episode 33, Man Feelings. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> what did you learn from that? <laughs> uh, what did you learn from yourself? <laughs> what did I learn from myself is yes. that. Talking is key. Communication is key. Yes. Um, like I said in that episode, and I've probably said it multiple times, is 
when it comes to communicating with my wife, yes. But when it comes to communicating how I feel about just me in general, no, sucks. Like if I have shit going on. I just kind of internalize it rather than telling my wife. But when it comes to our marriage, very vocal about it. Uh, I would say very vocal. But, but you know what I'm vocal. Better, yeah, um, you're better than. Very vocal for me is just ago. talking in general. So very vocal for for Thule. Yeah. Talking <laughs> equals very vocal. Yeah, I would think, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So that, that episode was for all the guys who... I'm sure struggle with doing that in relationships and in marriage where they so focus on their marriage and making sure that they're doing everything right with their spouse or their girlfriend rather than also letting them know like, Hey, look, I had a badass, I had a shitty day. Um, please know that. So if I come home and I'm very distant or I'm kind of quiet, understand it's from that day. And I'm, I will be open and talking about it when I get home, but I just want you to be prepared. Like, a simple statement like that can change how the night goes. If you don't go in there with that mindset, then you might end up arguing because you didn't even have a chance to tell your wife why you're in a shitty mood. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I learned from myself. Okay. <laughs> uh, episode 20, Save the Date with E-Rob and Hazel. <laughs> so, with E-Rob, he brought up some good points in that episode, just kind of like a background of me as to why a man may not want to get married because the first thing or a lot of the reasons why if a woman meets a man and he says he doesn't want to be married the first thing I know I'm thinking okay so you just want to be an all-american hoe like you just want to just ride this whole whole train out (laughs) you're just going to be a player for life you know what I'm saying like why wouldn't you want to settle down and get married that's you know automatically because you know men are known just I'm going to be out here like why wouldn't you want something stable you know of course because you want to be a player but he brought up like some key points like you know if like for in his situation he already has children you know what I'm saying and he already has um a great income and say she already has a great income and it's just like okay we already have these things that you kind of get married for <laughs> so what would be the point of getting married right you know um if if you are someone who has children like if you don't have children yes if you want to get married before you have children or whatever but then still he was saying that's not like the the gate key to have children right. of course so <laughs> Cause it's happening, but um, just that, and then just how someone is raised, and and you, especially if you come from a single parent household, you you're seeing things get done without having two people. Yep. Like these things are getting done. Nothing is falling apart. Like I'm lacking that other person being there for I guess like personal reasons, like my personal growth as a child, but for seeing things actually get done, seeing that one parent thrive and and do well and me not really struggle for anything outside of that growth part from that other parent, then you would be like, why would I need to get married? And that's kind of like where I also came from too. Like I didn't really see it as a necessity or like I wasn't like hungry for a marriage. You know, my thing was like the child. (laughs) So, and that was just because of age factor. But I wasn't like, oh, God, I just really want to be married. Yeah, and for me, it's so different. Like, I've always, like, glorified marriage. Like, I always thought that it was such a dope thing, even though I never was raised in a household where marriage was of the sort. You know, my parents divorced twice. So where did you get that from? My uh, grandparents. Oh. Um, My mother's parents were one of the only couples that I've ever seen, even the bicker back and forth, you know, like old school people used to do mm-hmm. over dumb shit. Like, I forgot to get the lottery tickets, and then they have a blow-up fight. <laughs> and then an hour later, it's like the shit never happened. <laughs> and then, you know, my you hear it. And then I think what really made me glorify is the way my grandfather used to talk about my grandmother. Um, and just the stories and how he ended up marrying her and how, you know, they, they moved to Queens, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. It was just, when he talked about it, you could see the, like the light, like mm-hmm. his eyes would light up and, you know, you see that and you're like, damn, I, 
I want some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But you also don't know what they went through to even get to that point. Yeah. Uh, I'm learning now. <laughs> uh, but uh, that, I mean, that's that's really where it came from for me. Okay. Yeah, so I, I appreciated that perspective from him um, as to, yeah, not, you know, of course, not every man wants to get married, but just being out in the street is not the reason why he does not want to get married. Right. And um, then Hayes' perspective, too. She Well, I was just saying the male perspective, but you can go ahead. Oh, no. You go, if you're going to start, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then another male perspective that I appreciated was episode 16. It's him, not her. Are we not going a female perspective? I was saying this is for me. Because as a female, I know what the female perspective is. <laughs> you can you can talk about it. Well, I appreciate Hayes' perspective because um, I guess she's a single mom with her own job, doing her own thing, building her own empire. Mm-hmm. And to her point, she already has a child. So does she need a man? She's already doing all. Well, the she work. was saying that you know. She was not saying she didn't need a man. Well, I'm just she saying, was just saying well, she doesn't need to be married. married. Excuse me, not yeah. Doesn't need a man, but let me clarify. She doesn't need to be married because she has everything that you would basically have within a marriage, mm-hmm. which is children, financially stable. Mm-hmm. Again, just like how he was saying, just the things that you would get married for, right? Yeah. Um. So again, I was saying episode 16, it's him, not her with uh, Curtis and Danielle. (laughs) And what I appreciated is, again, his honesty. Um, A lot of men aren't going to really throw themselves under the bus, just like how D did in episode 51. And he was saying like he was around there acting like a hellion. And I thought it was something to say. How when his son drew that picture of him, and he was like, "Who's that?" He was like, "That's you." <laughs> He's like, "No, no, no, who's that?" He's like, "No, that's you, Daddy." And he was like, "Oh no, I got to get my shit." Right, I mean, that <laughs> like, shit. I got to like get my the shit awakening. together. Like, no one is going to be that honest and be like, like that. That picture did something to me that I was like, I need to, to you know, like for real, for real, get it together. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. That was hands down, throw the mic down, clap. <laughs> right, I mean, if your child is drawing pictures about your attitude. Because he could have then, he could have really turned it around and be like, whatever. We, you know what I'm saying? He he doing that. Your mama made you, you know, draw something crazy. Right. You know? No accountability. No accountability. Yeah. And he was just like, like, cut it off right there. Okay, need to get this together. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I really. That really stuck with me um, from that episode. And I know I said it then, too. I also like how he, well, all the stuff that he put his wife through, because it was him. (laughs) Definitely him. (laughs) Like, he has his, I I know some people say you're not supposed to do this, but he really has his, like, wife on the pedestal. Like, you can tell, like, when she's not around, people ask where she is because everybody knows that they're always together. Yeah, they're attached at the hip. Yes. And it's not like a bad attachment. It's not like, you know how some guys like ready to run away <laughs> from their wife. He like, he really misses his wife when she's not around. Yeah, I think, I mean, shit, those first couple of years as he's putting her through all that shit, he realized <laughs> that he had to change and he had to invest in his marriage and his wife. And, and in doing that, they really became best friends. But um, I think he. I think always, they were already good friends. I think. Well, not that, but I said I think he. I think they always were attached like that. But he was just being dumb. That too. Yeah. So it was like I'm be dumb and stupid, but I also don't want you to go anywhere. <laughs> selfish. Yeah. There's that selfish word again, guys. <laughs> and so then he was like, "Okay, now I need, I'm affecting the children now, so I need to really get it together." <laughs> so it's just like, but I I do love like. Seeing them together, I really like how he'll tell anybody, like, let me tell you, okay, I'm, you know, I done been crazy, <laughs> okay? And, you know, this woman done stuck with me. She ain't going nowhere. I'm not going anywhere. Like, he doesn't just put on, like, a show. Like, this is, like, for real, for real, genuine, like, this is what it is. Yeah. And so I really, I really like that. Um, 
Episode 14 and 13. When it rains, put on your cape. With Chris, 13 and 14? Mm-hmm. With Chris and Steph. So, I liked what Chris was saying. Like, he doesn't know all the time what to do. <laughs> he doesn't know. Like, he doesn't have all the answers. And it's okay not to have all the answers. But just do what you can to help. Do what you can to, to make the situation better. Because sometimes that's just that's just enough. Just you being there and being there to help. You don't have to, like, feel like you have to fix the whole problem. Just maybe just help. You know what I'm saying? Just... Yes. That, those episodes are crazy. Um but I like that because some like men, they, they feel like they have to rush in and be the superhero. Like, he's, it's kind of like, I'm the superhero, but I'm not there, like, to fix the problem and, and take take the pain away and take it all. Sometimes I can't, but I'll do whatever I need to do to help. Like, I'll do whatever I need to do to try to make it better. Just me trying. Right. He's a he's a superhero when it comes to being a partner. Yeah, I mean, he really is. He, the, he really is. I have a lot of, oh, we have people that, you know, we're really close to. And all these people kind of create the blueprint for you. Um, CP is selfless like to a whole nother level like I will put everything in my life to the to the side to make sure that my kids and my wife are good mm-hmm. and that has always been his personality and I've always looked up to that even though that that's not technically like my personality um, not saying that I'm a bad dad or a husband it's just different in how we portray what we see marriage and parenthood um as so it's like damn i want to be like that but why am i not like that (laughs) and it's bothering me and until i could really figure it out i was like this sucks and once i figured it out i was like oh it's because i'm this way and it doesn't make me a bad person it just makes me different um but i believe that you know they've been through shit hell and high what i mean they've been to hell and back Mm -hmm. three or four times and and laughing at double face. Right. And the way that they've been doing it, they've been doing it together the whole time. Yeah. And that's why they can come back out of it, like she just said, laughing in the devil's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not like, oh, you sick again? Right. When, it, when are you going to be done with this girl? Right. He didn't hold it against her. There was yeah. no, like, resentment for her being in those situations. He was literally holding her down the whole way. and Holding the kids down. Holding the whole shit down. Yeah. Even when... He was at, you know, even when he felt like he was at bottom, you wouldn't even know. Because and like he said, he goes through his, you know, his wife be like, get out my face in moments. But right. at the same time, when he got to throw that cape on, he got it in his pocket. Right, no doubt. <laughs> he has it in his pocket. So I did appreciate that because um, sometimes I do feel men think they know everything. And, yeah. you know, I got it. I got it. Ego. Yeah, so it's just like I like he like no, I don't know all the time, but I just I try. <laughs> he said I try. <laughs> so, um, then I have episode eleven in the key of D. Yes, ah, that's the one I was gonna go to next. Well, you don't need male perspective because you are a man. No, I was. Just, I wanted to give her perspective, uh, or like what I appreciated about oh. her perspective. It wasn't necessarily what I necessarily appreciated, but. Just the transition of her accepting him again mm-hmm. after all the shit that mm-hmm. he put her through. Um, and then on top of that, the whole toothbrush thing and the piano, I was just like, yo. <laughs> yes, it is hella disrespectful, but I think it was like, yo, she riding, she doing it with her husband at the time. And it's like, I know we've been through all this shit, but I got knees and you're the only person that I want my needs to be satisfied by. So this is what we're going to do regardless. Okay. Yeah. I, I commend her for that. Yeah, that's shit. Most women is not going to still have sex with their husband if their husband is currently not in the house <laughs> because he stepped out. Um, but hey, hey, do what you never do. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> so it, it all worked out in the end anyway. But what I was going to say for what I learned from the male perspective in this episode was how mental illness can cause you to make decisions in a relationship that you can regret. Um, That's another vulnerable 
place that I wouldn't expect a man to admit to being. Like I was in a place of not being mentally well where, yeah, he did not communicate, which I would say that's a a male thing. (laughs) But then when everything was, I guess, falling apart, because he was he was kind of like doing like D. He was trying to fix it. He was trying. He was trying to fix things, but it just wasn't. It wasn't coming together, and it just kept falling more and more apart. Right. And then finally, it was like he talked to her, and then things started coming around. But it was just to see, like I would have never thought. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would have never thought at all. Like that would be an impact because I'm thinking, okay, when someone dealing with depression, they just don't want to. You know, they don't want to deal. Yeah. Like, I don't want to deal with you. Not thinking that would cause them to venture out and, accidentally. Yeah, when you're in a say. miserable or we in a mindset that you are just in a hole, you're looking for temporary happiness. And normally temporary happiness happens with a temporary person. Yeah. Um, I'm just speaking from experience. Um, well, since we're talking about that, my next thing that I learned from the podcast, the the episodes um, forgiveness um, after cheating because you know that's not my thing we know yeah <laughs> if y'all don't know already <laughs> if, you, if this is your first you time again. listening I don't <laughs> I'm not there yet I don't think I can forgive and hopefully uh, I mean you know we're, cheating hopefully I won't have to deal with it hopefully we won't ever have to deal with yeah. that um, but yeah that's a big one for you yeah um, and, well see well I'll say Forgiveness after cheating and staying. Because I can forgive you after cheating. I won't stay, though. And that's just um, for the mere fact of mentally, I can't get over it. Like, I don't I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, no, it does. I can forgive you and not, um, like, harbor ill will to you or be mad. Like, I can have a conversation. Like, we can still even be friends. But then, like, me trying to be sexual with you again, I'm just going to envision everything that you are doing to me, you've already done to her, and I'm just, like, dry. Sahara Desert. Dry. Just dry. And I've only learned that from experience, you know. Been in a relationship for four years, and then he cheated, and then, you know, heartbroken, and I'm just like, I need him to come back. (laughs) So my, (laughs) my heart can go back together. Um, and then we were back together and then once I was comfortable with being intimate again it was like I can't do this <laughs> <laughs> and he's like what's wrong with her it's like I can't I can't do this I can't your penis was in somebody yeah it was just like it just feel like you're tainted now it's like even though I know he wasn't a virgin I wasn't a virgin but it's like once I get with someone, what we do is that's like our thing. Right. And then if you step out, okay, then that's not our thing anymore because now you 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 know you probably did the same thing with her, and then now you're doing the same. And I was like, mm, it's not special anymore. So yeah, try. <laughs> I think the one thing that I took, and this, this isn't I didn't mention the episode, but it is probably the one that has stuck with me more than any of them. Oh, um, my episode. <laughs> Is oh yeah, your shit was funny. But Marcel's episode, uh, "Be Your Color" mm-hmm. and have fun. Mm-hmm. I think people try so hard to be somebody else mm-hmm. that they can't be happy. Now, for me specifically, accepting who you are is very difficult. That's probably one of the hardest things to do is accepting who you are and then being comfortable in the same aspect. Mm-hmm. And for so long that I struggled with that because of the image that I always have of my or had of myself, mm-hmm. um, and I never, I've never been that image. I think I've I've had pieces of it, um, but not the whole entire. But not the whole thing. And then I realized that it's okay not to be that. Mm-hmm. Just accept who you are and who you've become, and just grow and figure out how you get better as an individual. Um, that resonated with me big time. When he was like, be your color. Um, because, you know, if I'm red, I want to be red. Mm-hmm. Like, I should be red. And I shouldn't go into the restaurant are, and then I'm like, I'm a blue. And then I'm, I want, because I want to attract people, people that who are like blue. red. Right, right, right. You're only going to attract people who like blue. Right. So, um, that one really opened my eyes to show me that, hey, I don't know if you truly accept who you are. Um, 
and maybe you should go back and reevaluate your life. Can I ask a question? Sure. Where did you get this uh, image of self from? My image of myself? Like what you were trying to be? I think it was built off of what my ex, like, you know, my family. Somewhat, you know, if I'm looked at as the whatever you want, golden child or whatever you want to call it. um, Then you came up with, I need to be I basically created my own pedestal. Yeah. And you can even get out And there. to try to achieve that shit is for the birds. Yeah, you um, must have had some stuff on <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of shit. And I'm, look, man, my life has still been great. <laughs> I'm not saying that I lived a terrible life. I'm from, you know, I've struggled through all this. Now, a certain shit I have struggled with mentally. But um, for the most part, it was, it was self-created. Everything that I had struggled with was all done due to you self-sabotage yourself yeah I mean but it was all built off of what I thought I should have been not who you are who I really am mm-hmm. okay alright so the next thing that I wrote down here that I learned from my own podcast <laughs> that being in a relationship cause well I'll say this first that I never thought of, thought about it and Yeah, I never thought about it. It never came to me that this was a factor in, like, having most of the work, I guess you could say, already done. Or it would make the work of being in a relationship a little bit easier. Because I'm thinking, I wouldn't say that, well, it is hard being (laughs) being in a marriage. But I don't think it would be like, like I was saying the other night, uh, like a scale from hard to, like, hardest. I don't think I think you'd be like on the low scale of it being hard if you would have already done like the self work. Oh, of course. But see, I didn't, like me being single, I wasn't like I need to do self work. I was just doing it. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people, even in marriage or single, I don't think they're doing it because, especially like nowadays, people think they're perfect. Yeah, I think it's I'm, not me as you. Yeah, so I'll let you know. I knew going into this marriage that it was going to require a lot of change from, or a lot of change from me specifically, Mm -hmm. because I've never been challenged like that. Like I've never had to change who I was and I'm not changing it for the words. You know, I guess I need to be better in certain areas. And, uh, that's the one thing that I have learned more than anything was that this shit was going to be a journey. Um, like I said, I'm naturally selfish. It was naturally like, this is what I'm going to do because this is what I want to do. Not That's it. This is what I should do because my wife would really love that or my children would really love that. It's always like, how can I get what I want, but everybody else get what they want to. Um, and majority of the time, that's not how it should be or how it'll ever work. It's normally like, what am I willing to sacrifice for everybody else? Um, and once you figure that out, I mean, it makes it a lot easier for you to make decisions in general. And you might fall into the hole once or twice here or there. You might have a day where you just want to do your own damn thing. And that's okay, too. But as long as you're not, that's not majority of the percentage of how you operate. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's not how it should be. And that shit is real. <laughs> that shit is very real. Um but, but looking okay. at a year now down the road from when we started the podcast to now, I mean, I'm a whole new person. I mean, I still got work to do, but who, what person on this planet doesn't? But I've learned so much about myself and the things that I, I needed to work on for so long. Through our guests. Through our guests. Through our guests. Yeah, through our guests. Just this whole journey. I mean, this, this shit. At times it is a lot of fun and at times it shit is painful to tell you that I fucking suck in certain areas or I'm more focused on texting my friends rather than sitting with my wife or I'm more focused on watching TV rather than doing the chore because yes, the house should be clean and yes, this is because my wife loves this. This is her love language. Um, I was treating it like a fucking job rather than, oh, this is what I'm, I'm doing this out of sacrifice for giving what my wife wants. You know, that's that shit is very real. Mm-hmm. And to adjust has been quite the journey, but I have no regrets and it'll just get better. So for reference, um, 
that would be episode 22. That would be any episode I talk in. That one too. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm saying it's episode 22. Look in the mirror and I have prepare. Yeah. That's with Jared and Brittany because I liked how they said they even read books. (laughs) I mean, they actually did like work, work to like in their marriage and, and, and before, like just preparing themselves. And I was like, you know, that was wonderful because before I met you, the same book that they read, I just so happened to read myself. And you had also read those on your own as well. I don't know if you read it prior to marriage, your first marriage, or after or whatever. What book, Five Love Wings? Love Wings? That and um, what was the other one that we both read? Um, oh, my gosh. I can't remember right now. But um, when I remember, I'll just ask you on my own. Um but I, I thought that was really good. And I was like, maybe, you know, people really do need to like, because it's better when you do it on your own instead of having like that best friend or, you know, your mom or your dad be like, no, you're a jerk. <laughs> That's why you ain't got nobody. <laughs> but if you yeah. sit alone, because I don't think, and especially with phones and social media, a lot of people don't sit like alone, TV off, phone away and just like had that moment to themselves to like maybe think about how the week went think about how the day went think like oh okay dang I was a jerk today I was just like I know and it's usually after the fact like I will snap on any nearby person and usually like a few minutes or even maybe an hour afterwards I'd be like well that was wrong yep and Gladys is probably coming but most people do be like well that's what they get And I think just if you do that self-reflection and you're like, well, I have noticed that, okay, when I, when I was dating Jonathan, when I was dating Jerome and Jared, like I do the same thing. Like I always like, why didn't you call me back right after I called you? You say you're going to call me back in five minutes and it was like seven. I'm going to tell you, I suck at calling back. So that would have been me on the other side of that phone. Yeah, my bad. Well, I don't actually use my phone, so <laughs> I suck at... That too. I learned that from my dad, though. So that's a bad... Um, with the things that we learn from my parents, that's a bad thing that I have. That was a big one. I'm not what a phone we learned from person. our parents is basically what you heard throughout this entire podcast so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any other... What you've learned from our guests or from episodes on the podcast? that just touched you that you know something that you didn't even know before you got married again or the first time or just what I've learned is that we all in these trenches together folks this is true Um, single and married hell yeah the trenches are for everybody Mm -hmm. Um, that's why it's a community it is definitely everybody has the same struggles in different forms it's just yeah and we all want the same goal we all want to win we all want the healthy loving relationship um, it doesn't necessarily have to be ending in marriage, but you still want that healthy, loving relationship. Um, but we all like singles. The ones who've been on the on the show, their struggle is, you know, putting in the work and then find somebody who is not shit. That happens. Yeah. How many frogs do I have to kiss to get to the prince or the princess? Like, my God. Most of the time, you got to create a prince, but he probably used to be a frog. <laughs> <laughs> and then that too. Like, yeah, people, I don't feel like putting in the work. I want them already together. More than likely, that's not going to happen. Mm, definitely not going to happen. You just have to pick and choose what you can deal with. <laughs> I mean, shit. Because <laughs> he ain't coming all the way together. <laughs> Nobody comes together. No. It's like fucking Legos. Yeah. You got to build together. We have enough pieces that match, so now we can build the rest together. Yeah. Get this right. Um, marriage, for me, you know, everyone, we're all like, it's hard. And it's, it's, it's not hard in a bad way, but it's hard because you were single for how many years? I was single for this many years, and now we have to mesh and become one. Like, that's the becoming one. Not becoming one, like, like we do everything together, but, like, becoming one, like, okay, you have a lifelong roommate. And anybody who's ever had a roommate, 
having a roommate is hard. Yeah. <laughs> because you have one person most of the time who's clean and another person is messy. If you find someone who's clean and both of y'all clean, you like high five, high five Jesus. Thank you, God. But then it's always going to be something that y'all are different in yep. and you have to learn how to like compromise on that thing. And that's what relationship and marriage is about. It's like, <sighs> if he would just hang his clothes up. All right. So what are you willing to give up yeah. to get? I mean, that shit is... Ah, good times and marriage. <laughs> so, um, I guess see what our two-year-old episode is going to be like. Our two-year-old? Because mm-hmm, this is our one year. They're, they're one, our podcast is one year old today, so they're going to be two. So, that's what I'm saying. Our two-year-old is like a baby. Oh, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, our toddler. Well, they said terrible twos, so. Jesus, help us. <laughs> If it's anything like that one I have in a room, my God. But I do want to thank everybody who has contributed. Who are our, our, our trench mob, trench mafia, mm-hmm. um, all of our guests, um, anybody who has supported us through this this journey. This shit is the emails, the text message, the phone calls, the DMs, the feedback. Yeah, everything. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna get better at posting feedback too. Um, well, not even that. I would, I would like <laughs> if y'all. We want y'all to participate. Like I'd be trying to get y'all to participate, and y'all just be like, "Nope." <laughs> right. Every week, I'm going. I'm to, going to. DM I'm going you. to text everybody directly. I'm going to text you. I will not comment. <laughs> right. Unless your ass can just put a comment or send something in a story or. <laughs> Comment under a picture. Something yeah. very basic. Y'all be like, no, I want this personal. We want you, we want y'all to be engaged. I know a, a thousand people that are married, and I know all y'all got shit going on. You can come in anonymously, or you can text me and say, hey, yeah. don't put my name. But We're not this, putting anybody's name anyway. We, yeah, we don't we put block it name. But, but we want the feedback because we want to be able to show, like, look. And man, it look. shares it to other people. Because so, the whole thing is, like, for real, we are a community. The reason why we have guests on here. It's because so you can hear somebody's story because you can relate or if you end up going through something similar, you'd be like, OK, dang, I remember this. You know, I don't want to be the one to have right. the, <laughs> to Well, let me try that approach because maybe that'll help. Yeah. Me. You know, so but if we all like comment or we we talk about it and we pull off of each other, then, you know, what I'm saying we can have discussions about, OK, well, I didn't think this and this or well maybe he should have you know or I feel him on that because sometimes I am that one who is like selfish and when he was saying you know okay you just have to like really think about it a different way that kind of like touched me so we can kind of know what more do you want you know if you if you want more of you know we want to hear stories like this then we can you know try to get it or we want to hear more Ralph and Thule mess trench you know that too just all of that. Yeah, I guess. Talk to us. We <laughs> want you to talk to us. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Stephanie as well. Uh, her episode alone helped to direct yes. guests that have, um, come on to our, our show. So, you know, again, here we are. People telling their story or providing mm-hmm. that that insight, that advice is helping somebody else yeah. in a tremendous way. If you I want mean, more therapists man, on the on the podcast, just right, let so, us know. I mean, this, you know, you know people... It's dark days, and then some people don't know how to get out of those days. Yeah. So. Even in relationships, we have people who are in a, probably in a relationship and that don't need to be in a relationship, and you're just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk to. And, you know, the more you hear maybe therapists on this platform, you're like, okay, that'll make you more comfortable to reaching out. Or if you feel silly, like, ah, I'm going through some stuff, but I'm just going to continue to talk to my friends, maybe this will help you get more comfortable with feeling okay with talking to a therapist. You know what I'm saying? Um I mean, we go all the time. We have about four people that we, from us being on this platform, from us just even talking about we go, that they now go just to our therapist. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. Um, not, let alone, they started going to therapy on their own from, you know, to other therapists. But And we're happy about that. But yeah. just, just tell us, you know, we're just here to help so everybody can get to the end goal and be happy. Right. And have a sex. That too. I didn't say anything. What did you mean? Trench mob on three. One, two, three. Trench mob. Trench mob. <laughs> you know. I'm good for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you know that See, was this for? this is shit I deal with people. Do you know what that's for? Yes. Oh, okay. Did you want to do it? 
Aggie Pride. You know. <laughs> JCSU. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody even knows what that is. I know. It's okay, though. No, nobody knows where Auntie is either. Shit, bullshit. You know why they don't know? Because y'all are everywhere. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Just little, little educated roaches everywhere. It's funny. I know it's off topic, but I met a lady that went to Tuskegee, and I was like, "Yeah, our Auntie alumni chapter in Atlanta. Y'all got an alumni chapter in Atlanta?" I was like, "That's a shame. When you have to have alumni chapter. I mean, in different we have states. alumni chapters everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Alumni chapter in Canada. Alumni right. chapter in Africa. Is alumni like, chapter? <laughs> she was like, "We don't have that." I was like, "Well, yeah, because you went to Tuskegee. <laughs> Shots fired, folks. Yeah. Okay. So until next time, peace. See you tomorrow. Call me. I would like to hear from you guys. Oh my God. Okay.